My name is Claudia Pribola, the Chief Operating Officer at the New Jersey Elder Law Center at Goldberg Law Group. In my role as COO, I am confronted daily with families in need, in need of attention, resources, and a plan. These families all have one thing in common, and they may not even know it. They all seek the one thing that their senior members can provide them, and that all parents might provide their children and grandchildren. They're looking to maintain their legacy. My name is Clelia Pergola, and I am here to focus on your legacy. Barbara Menino is an award-winning journalist, author, and content writer who creates the human touch points that forge emotional connections with her audience. She gets her sources the attention that positions them as thought leaders and her clients the traffic, leads, and conversions they need. Barbara tells stories that address people's problems and open the door to their hopes and dreams. She develops content that's a win-win for those she represents and writes about and for the audiences her sources and clients serve. Barbara has written for Fox Business Network, Entrepreneur.com, Huffington Post, and Best Week and Best Reviews Magazine. She has also held senior editorial positions in Fortune 500 corporations and created powerful content for small and mid-sized businesses. Recognized as a professional who researches thoroughly, interviews thoughtfully, and listens attentively before she picks up her pen, Barbara has earned many awards for excellence in communications and journalism from leading organizations and corporations. And we don't want to forget to mention that she is the co-author to my book, our book, The Law Firm Revolution. So welcome, Barbara. Isn't it beautiful how when you meet someone and maybe you don't have the connection that, you know, just sparks and is, you know, black and white that you're kindred spirits, right? Like me and your mom, for instance, or you, you and I, and then it evolves into this beautiful story where you almost look back and go, but I didn't like you. Yes, of course. And, yes. And then you realize that you're more like, so I will tell you, I had very similar to my, with my mother-in-law and this is no secret. I tell her all the time, my mother-in-law, you know, Linda, she is this beautiful, very much like you always put together free-spirited, everybody's welcome at my house, rainbows and sunshine. And I'm like, Brandon, Mary Poppins needs to stop, okay? <laughs> like, everything is not rainbows and sunshine. And I tell her all the time how much I'm shocked that I've become her. I love having everybody at my house. I don't like conflict anymore. I love how she's always supporting people and are and happy and welcoming. And I used to make fun of her. I used to be like, stop being so happy all the time. So it's, it's, it's ironic sometimes, right? And I think it's the, one of some of the most beautiful relationships in the world. 
again, whereas there's that conflict and you go from, you know, one to a thousand or from, you know, front to back, like it's just, or I should say back to front. Uh, I think it's some of the most amazing things in the world is those sort of relationships. It's, you know, it's serendipitous, right? Because look how close you are to Olga, to your mom and I to Peg, my mom. And um, we're very lucky because there are people who are not close to their parents, girls or young women to their mothers. But you are absolutely right that these relationships like with your mother-in-law, Linda, my mother-in-law, and it's serendipitous because it grows into something special. And in a way, they become kind of surrogate parents, too. I, I mean, it's... I don't know. It's an honor to family. It's an honor to relationships. You can never shortchange family, in my opinion, and friends who are like family. And I know you have a ton of those, and so do I. They make a lot of difference in all our... This is what it's all about. Oh, 100%. And, you know, my, my friends have gotten fewer and fewer as I've gotten older, and I appreciate that because it's not the quantity it's the quality but all the things that my mom or grandparents said about you know you are who you hang with or you know watch how who you hang out with they're gonna you know people are gonna start thinking things about you it's it's and like you were just saying about it's serendipitous about family and becoming people that we don't necessarily agree with their, you know, personality for whatever reason. And I think people need to slow down and have silent time. Yes. I think this is very, very important. I think that's why meditation and prayer and all of these things, um, hikes, they're all very important because the silence gives you the chance to have some perspective and mm -hmm. realize that the people around you they're they are a reflection of you because if people are, if you realize that everyone around you is full of drama, then do you think you're the outlier? And if you don't really enjoy that, then it's, it's upon you to remove yourself from that situation. And sometimes we're just not able to see that because life is going, going, going. And then, you know, a pandemic happens and then you realize, or, you know, you have a nervous breakdown or you lose your job. Something dramatic has to happen for you to shift and alter your, the, the direction that your life is going in. And, you know, it's the dramatic stuff, which is on the surface. And when it's happening, tends to be, again, air quotes, bad. It's not the best things that happen. But I, I am a great believer, and, and, and my life has proven that, that um, there really, you can really make lemonade out of lemons. And for all the bad things that happen, really good ultimately comes out of it because there's growth. And with the growth, comes new opportunities and it's 
almost like you're a magnet for these opportunities because again when you just exist when you're putting your best foot forward when you're being resilient and sort of rising from the ashes as it were you're giving the universe and life and other people the opportunity to bestow good things on you i it's not luck per se it's always being at the ready for whatever is out there and not being afraid to grab at it i agree i years ago when i was in my 20s if anyone told me that i would become very much the professional woman that I would be so attached to my career that, as I told you, I would feel on fire the older that I got. I would have said, you must be joking. Um, but it's, it's being a great ride and you never stop learning. Isn't it, isn't it amazing? You think that I, we were talking before about aging and, everything that's a whole different conversation of everything involved in aging, but just like the mentality. And I talk to these, I'm going to put air quotes youngins because I realized that I'm not in that generation, sad face anymore. And um, they don't necessarily, they don't, they don't realize the, the value of, of life and, and relationships and, and turmoil. And they're just not, and it could be a different generation. It could be the fact that we are in, we live in the state of New Jersey in the tri-state area, which things are very quick. Um, but there's not a lot of, um, there's not a lot of reflection going on. And I think that the pandemic gave us a chance to do that. But I thought that it would have given us a longer span of time to, to adopt the new things, right? We were talking, like we talked about pivoting and all of that throughout the pandemic. That was like the word of the pandemic. I know, pivot. Everybody was pivoting. Right. And you're, you're stopping, you're reflecting, you're turning direction, everything we just talked about, but you're not supposed to go back in the direction that you were. And I feel that, and I don't know if this is like this all over the world, but I feel that we're going back in the direction that we were. So um, I love the fact that I hear from you that you're, you've pivoted throughout your life because you became something that you never thought. And I think that's such a beautiful, a beautiful thing. And it's the end and you've, and you've owned it and killed it. Right. Like you're on fire right now. If you thought that you were going to be this type of person, let's say, right. That you, you planned to be, you would have had it all figured out, but you're not, you're a completely different person. And rocking it yeah it's it it is amazing and to your point about the pandemic i it was a very sad thing and it was a really unique 
period of time, and hopefully it's pretty much passed. And I don't mean to be disrespectful of anyone who experienced severe illness and death in their family. Dreadful, 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 dreadful. But as with any bad thing that happens, again, there is always something to be salvaged, some good. And I remember feeling at the beginning of the pandemic that I was going to, since I wasn't going to be running around as much, I was going to take the time to level up my business. And I, I, I did. And it's been extremely gratifying. And that alone time, the stillness that you talked about, has enabled me, and I believe it's enabled so many people to kind of dig deep and find, find their value, find the good, find their true north. And I, I believe for those of us that have survived and managed to manage it with the proper mindset, we've potentially come out stronger, more centered people. Um, and for that, I am, I am humbly grateful because again, there was a lot of bad on the other side of that, but I am humbly grateful that 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 was my experience of it so and and i've heard that from so many that during the pandemic they got a chance to reflect and see what they really want to do and it's it's almost like the crash in 2008 where you saw everybody leaving their jobs and you know taking a chance on another industry that they they really didn't know about or and I think that's especially for women a lot of women during the pandemic have had to leave the workforce yeah um and and stay home to take care of their children so you know it brings you back but you know you learn so much throughout life and there's so many life lessons that we can pass on but tell me what if you were to share something with your family that you've learned throughout your life, what would that one thing be? The one thing would be, uh, I think, to be open to the possibilities. I go back to what I said a few minutes ago, that there's kind of an adventure around every corner. And I don't mean a huge adventure, but I just mean something fun, something meaningful, an interchange you could have with a stranger that would resonate with you, that would have an impact, that would make a difference as you move forward. So I just really think being open to the possibilities is a, is a really good perspective. And the other thing I, I believe, and this sort of speaks to you and I talking about ending up with really good relationships with someone who maybe you didn't think you had a, an alignment with at the beginning, that you really have to dig deep to, to find people's gifts. And all of us have to dig deep into ourselves too to find our own gifts so that we can put our best foot forward. Uh, so those things, side by side, being open to the possibilities, uh, 
and digging deep to find your gifts. Because if you don't believe in yourself, you think you're just this or that, you don't fully realize your value. But when you dig deep to find your gifts, you understand that you really have a contribution to make to your family, to your friends, to your workplace, to the, to the world or your corner of it. And it gives you empowerment and a sense of confident humility. And it's really a pretty cool, it's, it actually makes life exciting. It and does. I'm not a Pollyanna because we all have our bad days. And Corellia, <laughs> we've talked to each other when we've complained about our bad days for this or that. But overall, it's life is good stuff, or it's certainly been good to me and to you. Well, don't you sound a little bit like Peg? A little bit like Peg. There you go. <laughs> so, and... And it's, it's true, your, your words of wisdom to experience different things because you're, you're only here once. So if you have this preconceived notion of what life is and who you are and where it's going, and then you try to make sure that it goes down that path, you're, you're selling yourself short. Because there's so many other things that life could could give you. And I think that we learned during the pandemic that it's experiences. You know, that's what we talked about. Things stopped and we didn't really get to have the experiences that we once were. And just the experience of hugging somebody and showing somebody love or call, calling somebody on the phone. I think I, I know I'm one of those people that hate to call and people learned to pick up the phone and have a conversation again and not be stuck on their iPads and people were playing games with their children or going outside. So you saw that if you took walks, you saw a lot of people in the backyard on front lawns, fathers and sons, fathers and daughters, riding bikes, playing ball, anything. You saw that togetherness in the middle of a weekday afternoon and you thought, wow, well, that was great. Because up to that point, we had all been so very busy. And like you said, it, it, I would never want that to happen again. But it, it was now that we're, you know, over the big hump, let's say. It was a beautiful thing. You know, the earth got to cleanse itself. People got to cleanse themselves. Um, you know, I feel terrible for the, like you said, the people that have lost somebody, we had plenty of clients that were in hospitals or assisted living facilities or nursing homes, even ends of life that wouldn't, didn't get to say their goodbyes. You know, that was a sad time. But like we said earlier, you said earlier in the conversation is those, those quote unquote, terrible times they are times to reflect on because you, there's definitely something that you can learn and that you can, you can make that experience a beautiful thing because, and that's what I try to do is losing grandma was terrible, but, and her having dementia and selling my child home, they were, they were all terrible, but I'm trying to celebrate the fact that I was able to care for her 
And I think that's what other people should do. You come to a point where you do have something terrible that happens to you. And I, I am not a professional on like the stages of grief. And I don't think it's just one way, but you come to a point where you're thankful that it happened to you so that you can give back. Well, look at what, what happened to you and what a, you know, a period of growth you went through after your grandmother's passing and the growth it was there for you all along, but it came to you looking back. You learned so much. I mean, we've talked about your grandmother a lot. I, I feel as if I know her too. Um, Nana. <laughs> I just feel as if I know her because she has entered so many of our conversations. We're very lucky, Kalelia. We are, and... Clementine is very lucky to have you because I am Clementine. That's and, right. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, I feel for my mom, my aunt, my uncle sometimes because I feel like uh, your, your, your daughter and son and Keith and uh, they, they almost get lost sometimes. Like I always used to tell my my, my mom, my aunt, my uncle, that grandma had four kids and grandma, like, you know, she loved me. The mommy loved me the most. And so I kind of feel like that, that that's kind of, it's kind of the same situation with Clementine. I think that's, and that's very true. And she probably, because you then became the youngest as Clementine is, we, we watch out for them, especially, Right. And, and as an only child, she gets to be exposed to so much, right? She gets and you to were an be, only child, and I yes. was an only child. So there's something to be said for only, only children. I agree. We get a bad rap. But we I do. Think that, but you know what? If you meet only children, they will, they will go to the end of the earth for you. They will take the shirt off their back for you. So, you know, somebody that has like two or three siblings – you know, I don't know if they would say the same. <laughs> I think only children uh, possibly grow up a little faster because I know in my situation, um, I was kind of, I didn't have cousins until I was nine. So for a long time, it was just me, not only with my parents, but grandparents, aunts and uncles. And I think you grow up a little faster. One of the harder parts of that, it would be interesting if you think this, um, we, we may get hurt a little more quickly, at least when I was younger. Not soft, but you know, we were used to being handled with care. And you go out into the world, you get bounced around a little bit. So, you have you you have to answer this question for me is when you're gone what do you want your family to say about you think about the way that you talk about your mom and her values and who she was the words that you use your wordsmith what words do you want them to use 
so I and you know I think about that sometimes about how would my family get along without me and I don't mean that in a conceited way but I just worry because you know as a mom you're always there to kind of just what you said before when something affects you it affects your mother your father your husband your in-laws because it's a close-knit family so I worry first of all I worry that I wouldn't be there to absorb some of the hurt or to provide guidance so that's what I kind of worry about but then I say, well, if I've taught them well, if I've role modeled well, as my mother did to me, and I, I honestly feel, by the way, that in the last three weeks of her life, she was fairly sick. And I had to help manage that, just as you did with your grandmother. And I think when my mother saw that was the last quarter inch. She realized I could do something like that. I almost think she was confident enough to let go that she had done good work. So, but how do I want them to remember me? I want them to, to know that I was joyful, that I loved life and people and relationships that I made the most of all that, of life, people, and relationships, and that I was grateful, humbly grateful, and humbly confident. Um, and I would want some of that for them to model in their lives. That is so beautiful. And I know that, like I said before, you definitely are good, uh, good, amazing at what you do because you always find the right words. And I know that that's something that I think that they would say too, because I said it with the interview with Debbie Walpop is my Angelo, people don't remember uh, what you say, but they remember how you make them feel, but your words definitely make you feel something. And I think that, that that's the difference with that saying with you. If I could just add one story, and this has been something that has stayed with me for a long time. Um, we m moved from Warren in the late 90s, and the day of the move, it was one of my favorite houses that we lived in, but we came back to Westfield, wanted to be closer to my mom, et cetera. And uh, Keith, our son, um, was there helping us in the final hours. And we, Ross and I left to go to the closing and he was the one that had to close up the house. And he said to me later that day, he said, I walked in every room of the house and I looked and I remembered and then I went outside and I walked around the house and I said a prayer and I knew then that as a mom I had done good work because if he could if he could get that if he could 
look at that house and feel the way it wrapped its arms around our family and what it had meant to us, I knew I had done something right. Barbara, you've done more than something right. <laughs> you are a ray of sunshine. Oh, thank you. And I enjoy every time we are together. And I will continue to say that every time we're together. I appreciate you coming on here today and sharing your story and letting me help you share that story. But I'm sure that like all of my guests that I have on here, you wouldn't mind if people reached out to you. So if you don't mind, how can people reach out to you? So I would, I would love that. And I love to talk to people about stories because people don't realize that stories are all around and they don't always realize how stories create such connection with other people in life and in business. And um, sometimes people need help seeing that or help knowing how to tell their story or structure it. So they can reach out to me through my email which is Barbara, traditional spelling, B-A-R-B-A-R-A, at barbaramenino.com. And Menino is spelled M-A-N-N-I-N-O, M-A-N-N-I-N-O. And um, I would welcome anybody to reach out and talk story, life, content, writing, anything. I would love it. Barbara, I am sending you virtual hugs and kisses. Virtual hugs and kisses to you, my dear Kalelia. Mm -hmm.